0: On TV, online, and on your face. In your face, in your face. This is
1: EPT Not Live.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, hello and welcome to EPT Not Live. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapes Stapleton. I hate being introduced that way. I don't know why I did it. We are back from Monaco, and boy, do I have stories. We're going behind the scenes of another television program. The penultimate EPT London show. We're going to have some adventures in online poker. That's right. I played some scoop. oop. hey, I got a little high there. My voice, I mean. My voice. Another edition of Supervan vs.
0: Stapes. What is my record? I had to look it up. I don't know this stuff off the top of my head. You are three and three. Three and three. I'll take it. And we're gonna have a real super fan
2: on Nick Vasquez who claimed on Twitter. I gotta ask him about this, James. He claimed on Twitter that he came to the
0: Staples live show. How does that make you an EPT super fan? Because you came to your comedy gig. Because it means he he will he will follow all EPT tributaries. Okay, Joe. Joe he lives in California. It's not like he flew halfway across the world.
2: Yeah, but he had to pay for a ticket. He's never okay, he's never paid to watch the EPT. Fair enough. We're gonna have a special guest superstar that he is from. The grand final, Jonathan, Johnny Laden. Hey, James. James. I uh, I guess we'll have to find out what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, the old ones are the oldest. Hey, he is my co-host, James Hardigan. Joey, I'm discombobulated, buddy. We didn't get a Hello, My Babies at the start of the show. Hello, My Babies! Thank you. All is right with the Sorry, world. Sorry, thank you. Well, it's sweet that you noticed that. Oh, I do notice these little things. I- I've had an epiphany. Okay. And that is, I actually think... That if we have final tables that go on to 5 a.m. Yes, I'm actually better off. Because here's the thing: if we the had a fi- very
2: reasonable final table. Yes, Monica. but okay. if the
0: final table finishes at 5 a.m., we get to bed at what 6 a.m. and we don't get much sleep. And you wake up the next and day. And you know what, mud. we don't get alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> if the final table finishes early, I'm still going to bed at 6 a.m. But I've had copious amounts of alcohol. I wake up the next morning still after no sleep, but ludicrously hungover, if not still drunk. You and I the next
2: day uh, had one of the most embarrassing conversations I've had in recent memory where we were at the airport in Nice and I ordered a beer and you went, oh, drinking already? And not really in a particularly condescending way at all. No, I was meant to be condescending. But you've, you've done a lot worse. Yeah, that's my standard tone of voice with you. And then I had the nerve to say... Uh, I didn't drink much last night <laughs> and then a few seconds passed and I went I'm really sorry that is a complete lie I was maybe the drunkest you've ever seen me I think you were the night before you were like it was I I I take a lot of pride in that people can't generally tell when I'm drunk I was visibly
0: drunk the night before slurring my words probably off balance I mean we're gonna get into the detail Of Monaco in just a moment but bear in mind that the wrap party for season 11 of the EPT was at the notorious Jimmy's nightclub That was awesome. In Monte Carlo where rumor has it a beer costs 35 euros Spirits are gonna cost like 70 euros a shot because it was open bar everyone's like I'm gonna drink a thousand euros worth of alcohol. Yeah, everyone went crazy and I will say this I feel
2: people people were in bad form James I just saw on the way in here today. I could have sworn I saw 80s dealer I was walking down uh, walking down the stairs to get on the tube and the 80s dealer is a dealer that James and I refer to because she has a very specific 80s style haircut. And I saw a woman and I was like, what are the chances that someone has the exact same height, build, and 80s dealer style haircut? Turns out the chances are pretty high, not her. Was she also German? She, I, I, I assume so. You can't have that haircut and like
0: build and not be German. Think, think, think like
2: Brigitte Nielsen in
0: Rocky IV. That's the kind of look we're talking yeah. about Yeah. No, she was she was definitely German. But anyway, I was disappointed that I but I you, didn't get to see '80s Dealer. It's the weird thing. It's such a big city, and yet you do bump into random people. Like a couple of weeks ago, waiting in uh, the doorway of Byron Burger down the street, waiting for a friend to have lunch. You're at Van Hoop. World Series of Poker main event finalists. You're at Van Hoop. Walk past and, and and waved.
2: Really? Yeah. He said he I met him uh, at the uh, what is it? The UK Poker Awards. He said he was a big fan of ours. That's He's probably one like really nice wide
0: guy. Wide yeah. waved.
2: He's probably on his podcast talking about how he saw you. <laughs> Since everyone in the world has a podcast, we got into it a little bit already. But uh, how about a little Monica
0: recap? Yes. Event recap. Event recap.
2: Oh, my God. He's really just really dancing to this right now. Like with his eyes closed and stuff i'm not even joking you can tell him because if he weren't he'd be telling he'd be ruining this bit but he knows it's true he's pumping both fists simultaneously he has. we are
1: forever young
2: and the whole thing was capped off by with nerdiness galore because he
0: had a pen in his hand the you've, whole time you've got to get into it if you're going <laughs> to listen to that music every day for nine consecutive days because that's what we opened every live stream with you've got to get into it
2: I'm the first to admit, I like the song. I talked about this a little bit on the live stream. On the first day, the lights all went dark in the room. There was this awesome video by the whole team cut by Josh uh, playing this song. Started playing. I am I am admittedly a jaded fuck when it comes to jobs, yes. working in poker. Yes. I can be really dour to be around. Yes. And I stood there and I was really proud. Good! I was super proud and I felt good. He is human! occasionally i have human feelings and i was like okay this is pretty neat this is neat so it's yeah a, it's, so a, I-
0: it's a big thing to end another season on tour it's a big thing to come to the end of the 11th season yeah. of the european poker tour and it, it was a, it was a big festival uh, the biggest we've ever had on the ept i think close to 75 events and it feels like we televised every single one of them You know what's really weird,
2: James? I was actually really sort of, uh, I was a bit, I wouldn't say emotional, but I had a feeling at least when it was all over. Like I actually felt something and I realized that, so I joined Mad TV at the end of their season seven. Right. And I felt like a show that had never, that had been on that long. I was never really going to feel a part of it. I was always going to be the new guy. They ended up going 14 seasons and I was there for seven of the 14. When did I join the EPT? End of season seven? The end of season seven, the exact same point that I joined Mad TV. Are you basically saying
0: that we're screwed after season 14?
2: Season 14 may be the end, but I will say that I'm starting finally to really feel like a part of it and not just the new guy and not just like the American. Um, And so I've kind of started to feel that and I hope that uh, at some point I will be looked at as like the EPT journeyman and not the guy who just jumped on at the last second. So anyway, Tons of stuff to be proud about in Monaco. It was the grand
0: final of season 11. What did we do, 15 episodes of TV shows while we were there? Yeah, eight shark cage shows, seven Monaco main event shows, live streaming of the Super High Roller, the FPS and the main event. There is going to be a highlight show, by the way, a web-exclusive highlight show of the 100K Super High Roller, which will be coming soon to Pokestars.tv.
2: Yeah, and so, I mean, we just busted our asses, nine days of live streaming, and it was... I had more fun doing it this year than I had last year. And I
0: don't know. I saying to, I mean, obviously, this is my first day back in the office since we were there. And someone said, oh, how was that? I said, you know what? It was actually a good trip. And I think that the work balance was manageable. Yeah. The PCA, I was close to death at the end of that event. This felt reasonable. If it hadn't been for the party on the last night, I would have come home refreshed.
2: Yeah, I, I felt the exact same way. My room charge this year, last year, my room charge was €800. Euros. This year, it was only 500 so we made some improvements there.
0: <laughs> I love we're tracking the graph and we're seeing, we're seeing a downward a downward turn. This is good. Exactly. That
2: was good. I, I agree. The, the work was manageable. Really interesting things happened. Uh, Eric Seidel, uh, is that a spoiler? It's not, right? No, a, I mean Eric Seidel won the super high roll. I start. I was like, shit, I shouldn't say that, but uh, he won the super high roller, um, and it was cool to finally get to interview him because he's not a guy that's like super easy to to get to do stuff. Uh, and so when he won, it was cool to interview him. I got to slip in a curb your enthusiasm reference during the final table player nice.
0: intros. I'm right in thinking, by the way, that Eric Seidel overcame a massive chip deficit, right? The Dmitry Ibanovich, when they got heads up, was monster chip leader. Yeah, and Sidel was the short stack. Big time. And then history repeated itself in the main event where Adrian Mateo diaz gets heads up with a massive That's deficit. That's true. And turns
2: things around and wins. That's true. And we don't really see that happen all that often no. in poker, especially because your edges are you know somewhat limited in heads up matches. Uh, yeah, that did happen in both uh, in both places. And uh, you know who was really happy about Adrian Mateo-Diaz's comeback? El (laughs) Comentador. He's back. Hems. Hems. Adran has brought mucho glory to the glory house. (laughs) Casa de glory. All right. I'm not going to do it too much more, but. It destroys your throat, right? No, that one actually doesn't bother me. That one's fine. Um, One other little piece of fun that we have. I'm going to post a vine about this. But we had, who was that guy? Guignini. Galini? With some Italian oh, kid. Oh, the Italian failed.
0: dude with surprised panda.
2: Surprised panda. And uh in a rare moment of of commentator director synergy, the, the director Dan had been listening to me doing this bit about the panda. So every time I teed him up for I bet that panda's really surprised, he would uh he would help me out. So here's a little clip. Gold from Shemi, and that's gotta really surprise that panda. What? <laughs> Don't worry, I saved it just like this. Um, James. What time did you get up this morning? Uh 6:10 a.m. What? I don't know if that'll go the distance the surprise panda. But uh there was one actually one funny thing that I did during the winner interview with uh, Adrian Mateo Diaz, Mateo Diaz, and I don't know if uh, anyone in the audience picked it up. Only one person picked it up, picked up on it, and that was Broughton who came to me. Gilly, do you have the clip for that? And is there anything you want to say back to everyone in Spain?
1: Sorry.
2: You want to say anything in Spanish to everyone in Spain?
3: Sí, que muchas gracias a todos y que sigan apoyando en todos los torneos a todos los españoles porque se nota mucho el apoyo y eso creará grandes resultados entre nosotros. Muchas gracias. Cerro
2: de Fuego. All right, everybody, let's get a big round of applause. We waited 11 years for the first ever Spanish EPT champion, our grand final champion, Adrian Mateo Diaz. I said Mateo Diaz then, too, by the way, because I screwed it up. Anyway, t- I got the movie reference in, but I fucked
0: up the grand finalist's name. To be fair, Joe, I mean, you're, you're what, uh, five and 11 on winner interviews being actually included in the edit of TV that shows? That is true,
2: but that, they're not always my fault. It's not always because of me. That's that true. But f-
0: that I'm five for 11. The first five were, were your fault, but after that, the other six nah, were probably I th- other... I think Martin
2: Schleich was going to be a draw regardless. <laughs> I think I could have been fucking Barbara Walters and the Martin Schleich interview
0: wasn't going to make it. Wasn't going to make it to the edit. The great thing is the outtakes did, though. When we did this, the feature about Shemian on the rail, it's like, so are you going to celebrate with these guys? I have no idea who they are. I only <laughs> met them tonight. Well, see, that's what I prefer to do is make the outtakes. Do any of you
2: guys know get the reference? Did anyone catch I it? was listening for it and I didn't even hear it. Fantastic. That's good. Maybe what I should do, maybe we should make it a competition. The first person who tweets at me the answer... To what movie I referenced in that uh, interview with uh, Adrian Mateos Diaz, I will send you... What do we have? I have no idea. Like, do we have any prizes that we can give away? Do we have Chop Pot t-shirts? or? Uh, you can probably, I can probably manage a Chop Pot t-shirt. Okay,
0: then you're going to get a Chop Pot t-shirt. On the stipulation that you have to tweet using the hashtag EPTNotLive.
2: EPTNotLive and at me, so that way I know specifically okay. who the first person to get it in is. Uh, so yeah, okay. Let me know what movie I referenced there, and uh, you got yourself a, a chop pot T-shirt. And then finally, James, uh, when I was doing the uh, the player introductions, you know, it's never
0: really been my style to do what everyone else has done, right? What you mean, doing the thing that you're asked to do and actually fits everyone else's remit? Yes, I know, but
2: like, hey, like saying. Look, no one told me to say domination nation. on know, even though people are sick of it at this point, there was a, a minute where it was like made things slightly more interesting. That's always been my sort of philosophy is, hey, let's try to make things slightly more interesting. You call it gross insubordination. I call it making things more interesting. We'll meet somewhere in the middle. So I've never really been happy with saying shuffle up and deal. Because at first of all, everyone says shuffle up, shuffle up and deal, right? It's That's plain. true. Everyone it's, says it, it. It's
0: how you say it. It's not the words themselves, it's how you deliver them.
2: So, you think I could have been like shuffle up and deal? Or shuffle up and deal. Oh, how about the shuffle up and deal? Yeah. You see? Okay. There's so many variations. I really didn't think. I think I'm going to, if I have to go back to shuffle up and deal, it's going to be shuffle up and deal. I think that's what I'm going to do. But I was, I didn't really, I was thinking. More outside the box than that James. I was thinking more outside the box and I was like I just need to come up with something different The other reason I don't like saying shuffle up and deal is because I like to address the dealer by name So I like to say dealer Sam,
0: dealer Sasha, shuffle up and deal then you're repeating the word deal twice It doesn't sound right. In all seriousness though One reason why it doesn't work is because the dealer has not only shuffled the cards already He's cut the deck. Yes. And literally the minute you say go, The cards are being pitched at the players. Exactly. He's already shuffled the deck. It's already done. So So there's an extraneous section to that statement. It's
2: ceremonial at best. And so I was like, there's got to be something better, something I can be known for. The first thing I wanted to try, Francine said no to. I said, I want to go, Dealer Sasha, let's mix up all the cards and hand them out to the players. Yeah, but again, inaccurate. They've already been shuffled. So that doesn't work, which is the only reason why I wouldn't use that one. The only reason. It's also, I feel I've heard it before. Maybe it was from you, but it feels like an old joke. Um. It, I, it could be either one, to be honest. I mean, I've been set t- t- saying that joke for a while, which yeah. is probably where you hear it, but it's also old now because I am. So I did. I tried something different and uh, Kate, the floor person, didn't believe me that I was going to say this thing. So I bet her 20 euros. What did you say? What? And is it going to make the edit? I, I don't. I mean, I got, I, I cleared it first. Okay. So okay. go ahead, Gilly. Play the clip. Let's get a big round of applause for all of our players at the final table. Dealer Joey, you know what to do. Let's light this candle.
0: Use that expression all the time. Right, but I never used it to do the. Oh, I see, to right. To do the other things, you've used it in links at least three or four times. Yeah, I used it in the links, but so I figured. Maybe, Sorry, I don't mean to be kind of underwhelmed and no, disappointed. No, that's okay. I was, I was expecting if something you think completely about it, new.
2: If, rather than a revolution, it's something that was like just slowly introduced it, it's to the
0: body. evolution, not revolution. Yes, there you go. That's what I was looking because for. Because you
2: evolve, but you don't revolve. I do not revolve. I sure don't. Uh, So, yeah, so I think that maybe that sticks. I'm definitely sticking with you know what to do. I like that. I'm sticking with that. They do know what
0: to do. They're the
2: best dealers in the world. If they don't know what to do, we've got a problem. Do you think maybe I just ended on you know what to do? Yeah. And no, let's light this candle. That's way cooler. Okay. That's what I wanted to do. But Kate, the dealer, bet me I wouldn't say let's light this candle. So I had to get that in because, frankly, winning 20 euros was more important than ruining the show. Um, so, okay, so we're just going to stick with it. from now on. You know what to do. James Hardigan, you know what to do. So I have like a million anecdotes, and we don't have too much time. So what I might do is
0: I might save some of them for next week. Especially because we've reached the realization that our TV shows stop airing for like nine weeks. Yeah. And we have a podcast that's meant to talk about live events and TV shows, and we have neither for most of the summer months.
2: Okay, James. So, I'm going to I'm going to choose stories right now. I think we should do Dinner in the Disco.
0: Dinner in the Disco.
2: Yes. I think that I should do Let's do Dumped. Yeah. And then let's do Twitch Mod Racist Rant. And then if you have any stories you want to throw in, and I'll save
0: these other ones for next time. What about your fan competition? That one's we're going to do also. Okay. Yeah. Dinner in the disco. This is this is worth talking about. I've already mentioned uh, the nightclub Jimmy's with a Z, uh, which is where the rap party there's was. There's some,
2: by the way. There's some dissension on how it's pronounced. Whether Jimmy's
0: or Jimmy Z's
2: or, or not even Jimmy Z, but it would be Jim. No, okay. Here's here's my question. Is it Jimmy's like J M Y Y apostrophe
0: Z? That's how I've always read it. I've read it as like Jimmy's possessive, but instead of an S, it's, it's cool. It's it's, it's it's a Z or it's a Z. Really co- it's because, rad because it, the club probably opened in the eighties when people thought that kind of thing right. was really like really down.
2: I always took it as Jimmy Z, and then you add the apostrophe S the way you add it to like, you know. Um, if you're going to your friend's house, like I'm going over to James. You know, if the name of your bar was James. Can I ask a more important
0: question? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Well, I don't know. The, I just, why don't you insult the entire audience? Well, no, I, the, the name of a nightclub in Monaco. That's where the party was and that's where the we The real ate. nightclub is Francois Bonsoir's. Anyway, everyone well, knows too that. Too exclusive for us. Couldn't get in there. Too exclusive Yeah,
2: us. so we had the the rap party there, but we also had dinner there every
0: single night yeah bizarrely the room where we always used to be fed was being used as an extra poker room because the festivals got bigger we mentioned how many events there were the cash games were buzzing and because there was no space to feed like 100 person strong tv crew they went use the nightclub and here's the catch everyone jimmy's nightclub not a supper club no tiny little tables (laughs) with cigar ashtrays uh Air conditioning so strong, because obviously they're used to it being rammed on a Friday night, that everyone had to wear like fleeces. But also, the only lighting they have in the venue is mood lighting. Disco, Disco lighting. lighting. Which meant that they put out this buffet every night. None of us had any idea what was on the table. It was just grab something and hope for the best. It was like a bit at first,
2: but it ended up like it was real. Like dry land is not just a myth, and neither is the
0: fact that we couldn't see our food because I've never found a more uh, more use for the torch function on my iPhone than eating in that nightclub and actually being able to illuminate the food and work out what it was I was eating. Because not to be funny, I saw two near misses. Uh, a member of our crew, Andy the Potato, he thought he was m- munching into a nice bit of chicken. It wasn't chicken. Uh-oh. It was fish, and he doesn't eat fish. Uh... He spat violently across the room and was obviously saved from a, a nasty
2: experience. Isn't it weird that I have no sympathy for someone who like just turns their nose up at fish, taking a bite out of
0: fish? He then proceeded to tell a very long story, as he's fond of doing, Not Andy. about how, as a kid, uh, his parents had fish and had some pickled herring which leaked over everything in the fridge, and now the smell of fish. It, it went on a while. A bad childhood experience, a traumatic childhood experience means he's no longer able to I thought to he was going to say his parents were eaten by fish. <laughs> no. To okay. the best of my knowledge, they are they are still with us. Okay. Um, but no, he, he can't even stand the smell of it now. So he had that. And then you thought you were having tomato and mozzarella. Bite into a bit of mozzarella. And suddenly all this yellow liquid starts oozing out. And you realize that's not mozzarella. It's a poached egg.
2: First of all, who even puts out a plate of poached eggs at dinner? What the fuck? That's like they were trying to get me, France, dude. France. I do you know how many meals I would love to have poached eggs? I just wasn't expecting it this time. It was like on a it was like on a plate of tomatoes. They're like, eh, we're gonna get this
0: guy. Point being, two near misses. That's when the torch came out because I wasn't gonna be caught out by strange, unidentifiable food in a bowl. Yeah, I was laughing at everyone until I bit into a, a yolk, an egg yolk. <laughs>
2: I was I was actually eating my feelings on this trip. I was like Aww, I was like depressed. Joey. I was
0: depressed donkey you, at the beginning of the trip. Most common asked question, and bear in mind that we do spend a lot of time together. But on the occasions when we're apart, this is the most. Com- is Joe okay? He's like really quiet. I on this hate trip. that it's that obvious? Like I don't. I was only like down in the in the dumps. I only had a case of the feels for like the first couple days. You you had a hangdog expression. You were very muted. You generally communicated in sounds rather than words. But also. It's people are used to you being on your phone, right? It's yeah. like you're being a conversation and like you we know you're kind of listening, but generally I'm bad. Like, I'm very bad at yeah, that. Yeah. But seriously, phone usage on this trip was up a good 63%. It was on huge. Normal. It was
2: really and I'm going to I'm going to try to put a stop to that. I'm going to try to put a stop to that. And well, that's, so people guess something was going on in the life of
0: Joe Stapleton.
2: Well, that's exactly it. And remember on the last show I talked I was like, I don't want to jinx it, but I went out with someone I, I kind of like, said something like that, I think. Yes well I basically got dumped like the first
0: day so by mentioning it you jinxed it well done
2: yeah exactly and not only did I get dumped but I had, I had been asking her to come to Monaco and then like 12 hours after she dumped me she's like by the way I'm coming to Monaco with someone else and I was like oh that's fucking great I can't wait till she's like hopefully we can hang out and I was like no hopefully we won't it's just ah. so anyway I was a little down in the dumps understandably <laughs> It did not. It did not take me long, however, to rebound, which is why phone usage went up even more. Twenty minutes later, because I immediately was like throwing out feelers to all the you know the things I've been have been on the back burner. For- Hence the sixty
0: three percent increase exactly. in phone usage. Exactly.
2: And I just I wasn't down in the dumps very long, but I was
0: focused. <laughs> Was this uh, was this people you knew already, or was this Tindering? No, this is people I knew already. I t- I, okay.
2: I've messed around a little bit. What was your experience on Tinder, in Monaco? Nothing, right? Did you see the photo of the girls that said, "Don't don't bother messaging unless you have a yacht we can party on"? That's not a real thing. That was absolutely. It was. It was. Pretouch uh took a screenshot of it. Wow. And sent it. But anyway. I, I look ten out of ten for honesty, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't get. Look, as long as you admit to being terrible, just don't be terrible and act like you're not terrible. That's all. Um, like what I do. Uh, so, uh, yes, I, I got dumped. And these are people I knew. They're people that, you know that are just kind of on the scene on the tour. I'll say they are possibly players, possibly dealers, possibly massage girls, possibly um, poker star staff. Who knows? Um, and so uh, I immediately started hanging out with someone else. And she kept mentioning we walked by the gift shop, at uh, the Monte Carlo Bay, and there were these little puff balls. If you guys, if anyone that was there, these little poofy balls, I don't know how to describe them. Furry? Furry,
0: yes. Do they look like the things in Star Trek? Yes, they look at fribbles. Yeah. I mean, triples triples like a fribble a, is a milkshake a, a small a small triple though right i mean really yeah a really
2: small triple and then i realized it's a keychain. and then they're, they're like pink orange there's blue. one in different colors right so we passed the the gift shop and you know we were doing one of those for, like romantic comedy conversations like what are those things are they hamsters are they this are they that and we talked about them for like way longer than we should so the next day i texted her and i was like hey what's your favorite color and of course, she said black, which they didn't have one. And I was like, "What's your second favorite color?" And she said red. And I was like, "Okay, cool." So I was like, "I'm just gonna go in and buy one of these things we're talking about." I'm like, "Next time I see her, Joe, yeah, you're in a gift shop in Monte
0: Carlo. I hope you had plenty of credit on your card."
2: Look, it was just a keychain. It was only a keychain. So I went in and I was like, "Oh, I'll take one of these, please." And I like set it on the register, and she scanned it, put it in a bag, and like I didn't, I didn't ask what it cost. And then she told me the total, and um. And it was 50 euros. For a key ring. It was 50 euros for the key ring. And I was too embarrassed to be like, I'll put it back. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just bought it. I just bought the, you schmuck. I just bought it and I gave it to her and she liked it. And she took pictures of it. And I mean the key ring. So uh, obviously I'm the kind of person that should have no amount of responsibility whatsoever. But uh, I got made, I got made a mod a Twitch mod on this trip. So, oh, good for you. You know what? I don't even care because I love it. I love having that little sword in front of my name. I'm, but you
0: do nothing with it. You have all this power and you don't exercise that power. I know, power. And, What's that's, point? and that's the and that's
2: exact. I'm trying to set an example. That's that's the kind of leaders we need in this world. People with power but don't want to but don't want to uh, mm, abuse I'm it. Not sure about Absolute
0: that. power corrupts absolutely, James, and I won't do it. Society also needs to be controlled, and I have to say in microcosm, the Twitch chat is not exactly a shining example of a functioning society the
2: twitch chat is starting to grow on me a little bit the twitch chat is like you know hes not a big fan of the twitch chat who's that daniel negrano no Does, he doesn't likes, like the faces, Does he, not the faces. He doesn't like the faces kappa salt pj salt um pog Champ. anyway um there's st- they're basically like the twitch chat is like having a chimpanzee as a friend right as long as you like treat the chimp nice and like don't look it in the eye for too long. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to be really good. But if you like accidentally piss it off or like just, you know, hold your gaze like one or two seconds too long, it will rip you limb from limb.
0: And throw shit at it you.
2: It will throw shit at you. It will tear off your genitals and feed them to you. Like that's what it will do. So you just have to be nice to the Twitch. And so I got made a mod and I was super, super stoked. But apparently um, part of the reason why I get along with the Twitch is everyone says that I'm I'm like the original troll.
0: Yeah, I can see where they're coming from. Yeah, you're you're one of them.
2: First trolls, and I don't like the comparison, but whatever. And so as soon as I had that little sword next to my name, I go, ha ha, yes, these idiots bought it. They think I'm the real Jeff Stapleton. And about 10 seconds later, I was immediately stripped (laughs) of my moderator privileges (laughs) because they actually thought they had been had. And so then I get a Twitter notification Um. Uh, from the Poker Stars Twitter account. Hey, Stapes, is that really you or not? We don't want to make someone a mod who isn't. And I wrote back, yes, it definitely is me. I was just joking. I thought you guys knew.
0: And so. I have to say, if you are going to test how on it they are, It's good to see that they were on it. Yeah, they were definitely on it. So that's good. And some of them are on the side of caution rather than some gimp who's calling himself Joe Stapes suddenly gets given moderation stasis. The next thing we know is like banned everyone. Yeah, I don't even want
2: to know why anyone would want to be me because that is probably indicative of a much larger mental problem. So what I did was I said, yes, it is me. And to prove it, I'm going to go on a racist rant in the chat. And I was hoping that like whoever was manning the PokerStars account was like gonna get real scared at this point, was gonna get shook. So that I went in the chat and I was like, "Oh man, white people are the worst! I'm so sick of them and their their colonizing ways and they can't hold, they can't keep a beat
0: dancing and their nasally voices and average height and build. White people are the worst." I was gonna say most people in the social media department know you very well enough and know that you are more than capable of making empty threats.
2: Ah. Oh, empty threats. I feel like that that means something. I feel like that that means something. Did you have any Monaco stories, stories that you wanted to? Uh to get in there, I, I feel like I've monopolized the no, whole...
0: No, no, no. I mean, uh, I just I just marvel at watching you make an absolute mess of your life. I just take a backseat and, um, and enjoy the journey. Dude,
2: the thing is, I got to save a couple of these stories for, for next time uh, because uh, I've do have, I've made my life an even bigger mess than what I just told you about. Really quick, one last bit that we did uh, in Monaco was we did this thing uh, where I was joking around that the stream was sponsored by Bananas. Yum!
0: And then uh, I always love it, by the way, that we actually do have genuine sponsors who pay money to the European Poker Tour, companies like Skrill and Skull Candy, and they get their contracted number of mentions. Bananas got so much free publicity Look, bana- across the stream.
2: They're a big ticket item. Look, bananas are line in my pocket. I got a banana in my backpack right now. <laughs> I'm totally owned by Big Banana. Do you have it in a banana guard? I don't have... I, they don't last that long. I don't need a banana guard. By the way, James used to bring bananas on this other show he used to do, and he would always bring it in a case. There's a reason for that. It comes
0: in a case already. No, it doesn't. It's a banana. No, it doesn't come in a case. It comes in a peel, which does not protect the banana. If you have... What are you doing? Rolling down a hill to you, get here? We you, take... We're human beings. You've got a rucksack, right? Yes. In that rucksack, you've got heavy objects like a laptop, maybe headphones in a plastic case, maybe a book... Maybe not in your case, but you've got (laughs) items in there, right? Which can cause the banana to be crushed, smashed, squished. No one likes a mushy, squished, bruised banana.
2: Tired of constantly bringing your banana to work on the bottom of your backpack?
0: Well, don't put it on top. Buy this banana case instead. The banana case. The banana guard, TM, (laughs) is a very useful piece of kit available from all good (laughs) hardware shops
2: anyway so we did this banana bit nick came up with a much better tagline than yum yum is like my thing that i do for a while now but nick taste you can peel graphical (laughs) nick and so i want to i'm going to throw a contest out there for you guys a competition i want you guys to make your best you can make a video if you want but we can only play an audio on the show Uh, send me your best banana commercials audio only yeah, I mean, you can make it a video, but, but it's we're not going to play waste. the video, right? Exactly. So it's all
0: about the words and all about the actual vocal performance.
2: Correct. And I would say to keep it under a certain length, unless it's hilarious, I'd say certainly under 30 seconds. I'm looking for around 10, probably. A good radio spot can
0: be between 10 and 20 seconds. Yeah, t- so betwi- don't,
2: don't over egg the pudding. Between 10 and 20 seconds. And for every one I get, you can either send me a YouTube link, probably SoundCloud is best if you're doing audio. Send me a YouTube link, tag me, and tag EPT Not Live. And whatever commercials I run on the show next week, I will send each of you an $11 Sunday storm ticket. So if I run five of them and that's coming out of my own pocket. So, wow. so if I get, if I get, if I play five on the show, I'm giving away five. Uh, it's going to be $11 cash, but uh, basically the Sunday storms a great tournament. You should play it playing poker stars. I would have a total art on right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Obviously, one of the huge stories that we didn't mention because it wasn't something that happened behind the scenes was the fact that Johnny Laden made the final table
0: of the grand final twice in three years now. Just an absolutely sick accomplishment. I mean, to make two EPT final tables in a three-year period is hard enough. The grand final was a very elite field, a very exclusive field. This is something which should definitely be saluted.
2: Yeah, he was was absolutely the big story there. We've been following him for days. We've been following him for years. You know, he's just... He's been there so many times in the EPT. So who better to have on as a guest right now? But Mr. Johnny Lawton, what's up, Johnny?
3: Yo, boys. I'm just home, chilling.
2: Johnny, I, I obviously, I think the word here uh, that I would say is because uh, it's one I came up with, but I think it is particularly fitting in this case, is congratulances, my friend. Um, A fantastic fantastic performance, but also I, I assume you're pretty disappointed in the moment. And what was it you just said? You feel good right now?
3: No, I feel good, but I like the word you said, like uh congratulations and apologize at the same time.
2: Yeah, buddy. Well, that's that's exactly how I feel about it. Um at this point, how do you feel uh if you want to put percentages on it, like how much disappointed, how much proud right now, like a few days later?
3: Uh I'm very proud actually. I don't I'm not that disappointed. It's only because of the, if it wasn't for the fives uh, I wouldn't be disappointed at all. I think like you're always getting close, but I'm used to getting let down. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll talk about that hand in just a moment, Johnny. But I'm really pleased that your perspective has changed because obviously we saw you that night at the party. I don't know how much of the party you actually remember, but I think it's fair to say that you were absolutely crushed that night.
3: You have to get hammered after after days like that. Hard work. Then you have to let it go on the
0: end.: Do you, do you remember our, our confrontation from midway through the evening?:
1: Yeah,
0: that's a no. <laughs> do you want to remind him? Uh, I, so you, you, you caught me scratching my head and you decided I looked like a monkey. <laughs> uh, it could have been because
2: of those bananas yum. Johnny, uh, I saw you a little earlier in the night that night. And don't worry, I'm not about to tell drunk stories to embarrass you. But I will say that you were really, really down on yourself. You were like, I'm the worst player ever. That hand with the fives, that was the worst play that's ever been made in the history of the world. And do you still feel that strongly about it? Or, you know, were you just in the heat of the moment, just bummed out?
3: No, I still feel like it's one of the one really bad play. Not one of the worst, but it's uh it doesn't make sense how I play the hand because my plan on the turn is either either to check-raise him all-in uh, or or just or just call and then check it, check-call it off on the river because I'm pretty sure he's on air, like he's floating my flop on the flop, and then he's not gonna hit the turn with a four or a river with an ace. But if you have it, it's so much easier to bet an ace than betting a king, for example. <laughs> Because his hand makes more meaning when when it, hit an, it hits an ace, because then it's so much easier for him to value it.
2: Well, Johnny, Johnny's going over a, a hand right now. By the way, guys, if you haven't seen it, you should go back and watch the live replay. It's definitely worth watching. I'm pretty sure that
0: hand is actually being isolated, by the way, as a separate clip, which you'll okay. be able to see on the Pokestars YouTube channel and probably on our Facebook page as well. Is that a mini Loden I can hear in the background? Yeah, he's
3: sitting on my lap. I have to give him some food.
0: Oh he's feeding his baby while
2: that's my life.
3: Coming back from college straight to he feeding kids and taking care <laughs> of the family. It's good life.
2: It must be nice to have something you love in your life, Johnny. I agree with you about all of the um, the various uh, points there. You know the the ways you could play the hand differently, or what your plan should have been, and all that. But,
3: but also, also, it gets so much into my head when I start thinking on the river. Like, uh, Daniel told me afterwards, I like, should never, like, think too much about it. When I have the feeling on the turn, it's not going to change on the river, and unless you talk yourself out of it. And that's what I did. But then I started thinking, like, I'm still going to have over 2 million, 2.1-ish, if if I fold a hand. And uh, to be fair, it wasn't the strongest le- fee left. So I felt like 2 million in this field is worth Lot more than if I would have two million left uh, two years ago.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I just, you know, I like I, I'm glad that you're coming up with some reasons also why you can justify the fold there. Uh, by the way, uh, Johnny mentioned that Daniel's on the clip, and that was one of the best parts about it is that Daniel's doing commentary the whole thing. So track that that down when you can, guys. Johnny, so you mentioned like that you know there were some reasons for folding, and what I just want to know is you just give me like you know a whole bunch of reasons why you think it was a bad play to fold there. Is anyone else telling you that? Like when you go over the hand with your friends, are they all disagreeing with you and saying like, hey man, like sometimes you're going to fold in that spot and sometimes you're going to call and both times you're going to be right and wrong sometimes?
3: Yeah, of course. You're going to be right or wrong. But uh, I always, my rule number one is to trust my instincts when I play poker. And Harry was, it was just screaming like he's, this is a move. Like this is a show off move from the flopper. So I should always trust my instinct, but my friend says it's, if you call, you're just, it's really good. But And uh, the way you're normally playing with the guys I play a lot with, they said they were sure I was going to just snap call it on the river when I called the turn. So they got disappointed in me as well. But they understood the fold when like I had to explain the ace and like why I folded on an ace and why I would snap it in my mind if it was a king, for example. Yeah,
2: I'm sure it must be ridiculously hard to explain to people who don't really follow poker when they go, "But you, had, but you were, but you had the best hand."
3: <laughs> and uh, yeah, it got into my head, but I tried to like when I was playing down there after the hand, I tried to look a lot more irritated on the table to get an image of like I was tilted. Okay, so. all right. It's create an image of getting it loose in, but I was sure. Also I was sure when I folded and I had 2 million left that I would find a spot to get in good. So yeah, it was a lot for the fold and a lot against the fold. It was like uh it was hard but I did the wrong wrong thing.
2: Well, Johnny, uh, what's done is done and we're all very proud of you and we're happy that you joined us here on the show. What I want to know is obviously you said it gotten in your head, have you have you had any weird visions of fives or <laughs> or just anything like that?
3: No, no. Normally, I never think about tournaments more than maximum a day after. But this one I actually thought about yesterday. Well, so, but hopefully it's soon it's going to go away when people like you guys start harassing me about it.
2: Exactly, Johnny. So I got one last thing for you to maybe rid your life of these fives. It's a little game. We're going to call it Fives Alive. Are you ready to play? <laughs>
1: you
2: go. This is the speed at which Sammy Hagar can't drive. Whoops, I hit the wrong button. I do it once per show. Correct. Johnny's good. He's got one. Let's look. I'm going to do... Hold on a second, guys. I can't hear my buzzes and dings. I'm gonna drop that a little. Here we go. All right, question number two, Johnny. If you were going to call someone in a Hollywood movie... What are the first two numbers you would call with?
3: Fifty-five.
2: Five, five. Gosh dang it! I hit the wrong button again. I'm ruining this bit. Yes, you
0: are correct, Johnny. Two
3: out of two, and you're somewhere.
0: This is doubly cruel. The questions are cruel, and the fact you keep telling him he's getting them wrong I is know, cruel. I know. I'm sorry. I'm
3: yeah.
2: okay. Here we go. Question number three. What was the name of the rambunctious robot from the movie Short Circuit? <laughs>
3: Five?
2: So close. That one he legitimately got it wrong. Johnny Five. Johnny Five. That might become your new nickname. Uh, question number four. In the movie Pulp Fiction, Uma Thurman's character played an actress who had a part on a TV show called Fox Force what? Fox Force 5 we We'll give it to him. Fox Force Five is correct. He's three for... Uh, three out of four. Three for four right now. Here we go. Two questions left. If the part of someone's face above their eyes and below their hair was particularly big, instead of calling it a forehead, you might call it a... Five head. Correct, all right. And here we go, now this question, we've asked you the five, five alive questions. This is one bonus question. The answer here is not the same. Okay, not the same format here. What is something that could get you disqualified from an origami competition? (laughs)
3: I have no idea.
0: Are you sure you don't want to take a guess? No. I'm going to guess, Johnny, that you could be disqualified from an origami competition for making a bad fold. Oh, my God, he went there. (laughs) <laughs> I can't even believe it.
2: Jonathan Lauden, you're a winner at life. Congratulations, man. Fourth place in the EPT Grand Final, and you're as good a sport as ever. Hope I put a smile on your face, buddy. Yeah,
3: you always do, guys.
0: Thanks, dude. Talk to you later. Cheers, Johnny.
3: Cheers. Bye.
0: Well, Joe, you mentioned that uh, Daniel Negreanu was commentating during that hand, which you can check out online. The other thing you should see online is a video that we actually premiered on the EPC oh, live stream right, yeah. while Daniel was in the booth, which is a promo. It's a trailer for a documentary about Daniel's life. The documentary is going to be called Kid Poker. I imagine it'll be out in the summer, but this has already got its own thread on 2 Plus 2. People are really looking forward to this, and it looks amazing. Cinematography by Bruce Baggles, uh, editing by Cut Monkey Gary. It's a really stunning piece of work. Check it out on the Poker Stars YouTube channel. You know what's also... On YouTube.com slash PokerStars. The television show from this week? APT London Episode 6. TV Recap. The penultimate episode of the EPT London Main Event, playing down from the final 16 to the final eight and I felt really guilty actually Joe when I'm tweeting about the TV show oh, I, I like forgot to, last
2: night I'm I like sorry.
0: to include the handles of some of the players who are taking part in the show well
2: there's a good reason for that
0: because they might retweet you that's part of the reason but also because fans get excited if they know they're going to see someone they really yeah, like yeah. but I felt really bad because one of the people I tagged was Simon Dedman who I think goes out on the first hand of the show and I felt that it was a bit of an accidental needle
2: oh No, I don't think so. I've definitely accidentally needled plenty of poker players way worse than that. I don't think it's that big a deal. I think, look, he's still on TV, and most
0: poker players still like that. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's sick of being on TV yet. I know it's hard for us to be objective about the TV shows because we're such a big part of it, but I actually, even if you take the commentary out of the equation, really enjoyed this show. And. I'd forgotten how good an event London was, how good the last sixteen was, and how awesome that final table is. And I'm actually really looking forward to revisiting next week's show and seeing the final table.
2: Yeah, the final table is going to be cool. Believe it or not, when I was um, doing uh, my prep for this show, I was watching last night's show and you know an early version of it. And I happened to have a lady friend over, and I was like, "Look, I just got to finish this thing up. Sorry, I'm like, it's going to look weird. I'm watching my own show, but I swear there's a reason for it." She's on your dime. And- <laughs> fantastic fantastic um i don't even know how to respond to that i kept the receipt um (laughs) so tax deductible and so uh she's sitting there and she's like oh it's cool i have some reading i can do while you finish this up and she was sitting there chuckling and enjoying the show and was like oh i don't really like poker but she said first of all she was complimentary to me because she's like you're really funny but then she was really complimentary to you too james when she was like I don't even know what that card means, but I'm excited. Like you were like, you know, like a really important turn card came down and you did a great job of selling it. And to me, like poker fans liking the show. Yes. I have like, it's fantastic. But when people who don't like poker catch the show and like, this is actually just a really good entertaining
0: show. Makes me really proud. Well, as you know, Joe, after the show's aired, after it's been on YouTube for a while, I always go onto Twitter and look at who's tagging their tweets EPT and talking about the show. And every week, without fail, there are at least two or three people. And I know that doesn't seem like a huge number, but bear in mind, these are people who've made the effort to go onto social media, use the correct hashtag and say, I'm actually really enjoying this. I don't know how to play the game but I really, I'm really into this, or I've no idea what's going on, but I want to learn. And this week was no exception. Wow, really? Yeah, but the big talking point, actually, there are two big talking points from this okay. show. Okay. One, Jake Cody's cream jumper. Well, that was, I just don't even like the word
2: cream. It makes me uncomfortable. We've been over this before. Ollie Kent, loving. Cake
0: Jody's cream j jumper hmm cake and cream. Uh, Fudgy Budgy says, hmm, nice jumper, Jake Cody. Well, not really nice. Big bet with them fives, though. Oh, see, backhanded compliment. And then he retracts the compliment about the jumper a few tweets later. Wait, 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 what? Jumper looks just a bit too tight. So hold on a second. He lures you in with the
2: jumper compliment. Yeah. Then backhands it, then takes away the compliment? Yeah, there is probably like
0: a 20-minute difference in those two tweets. What a turd. Uh, The other big talking point was and it's just one of those car crash hands that that just looks great on tv and it was the hand between sebastian paoli and uh yampino and this eggers says holy crud chris orm observes quads runner runner wtf and connor describes it perfectly wow guy flops a flush the nut flush by the way then gets hit by quads on the river what are the chance of that it's slim. It's small. I can't remember what Paulie's equity is on the flop, but it's really, really small. He catches one pair, bottom pair on the flop, trips on the turn, quads on the river. The guy was running ridiculously well. Was not death by quads, though, was it? No, because Pino gets away from it. There's there's, there's, there's three of a kind on board. You're never, ever calling a bet with a flush in this spot. It's hard there. Any pairs. No matter how there. French you are, you're probably not calling <laughs> with
2: a flush there. Uh, I was... Shocked watching this show back that we got, uh, we managed to get through a joke about cottaging. Boom! I mean, for all the arguments I have about certain jokes in here, what gets through sometimes
0: baffles Am I right? me, and I'm, I'm appreciative. I appreciate it. It's awesome. Like I'm, I'm proud. Am I right in thinking that this show featured a joke about cottaging and also a kind of fina fanar reference to the glory house? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And in fact, you were the one in this case. Oh, look at me. I'm, look at an innocent face like this. Say anything remotely untoward. And especially in the live commentary this week.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. You <laughs> snuck in a couple of jokes that I wouldn't dare do. And this, guys, by the way, is why we work really well as a team. Because as much as I can, like, poke the bear, if James is poking the bear, I'm, like, making sure I'm, like, petting it. And I immediately switch roles to like, shh, 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 don't wake up. (laughs) And when I'm poking the bear, James is like pretty, pretty much trying to keep the bear asleep. Pretty much. He's not trying as hard as I am when he's doing you
0: it. You can't have a house. Call it the glory house and not expect people to go there. I think someone needs to tell these Spanish players. By the way, this is a bunch of Spanish pros. Relocated to London. I think they live in Hammersmith in the west of town. See, si, see, si, Hammersmith. I'll come on to door. He back. Um, and Casa de Glory, say, glory.
1: Exactly.
0: Glory. <laughs> I, I think we need to inform them what people think of when they hear that phrase. They think of whole cards. <laughs> Uh, what what's ske- so is the so is the Bishop's Park sketches? Yes, right?
2: the Damien Jaws staple because it sketch. was the Omen Church. And I just uh, if you guys watch that sketch, I still carry around that fake ID with me.
0: Do you ever use it? Do you ever I show do. anyone?
2: Like if I'm on a date with a foreigner, which I'm not gonna lie, is a lot. Not any foreigner, but like you know, Romanian, Hungarian. I show them that like it's my real ID, and they're like, "Oh wow, this isn't a real ID. It has a photo on it." Um, just you know because they're still on paper.
0: <laughs> in those, sorry, in those countries, was a little bit slow there, but I got there eventually. Um,
2: yeah, so uh, there was that, uh, but I'm pretty sure that it's it's illegal to I'm like a f- carry a fake ID with you. So I I'm like afraid that I'm gonna like take my wallet out of the Can't train just station. Say, or I'm something.
0: sorry, i sorry, sir, but I'm actually on television, and this was for a comedy sketch that I filmed for Channel Four in the UK. So that way I can get arrested and a beating instead of just being arrested. No, if you're gonna be you. arrested, you might as well. Behave like a douche.
2: I wanted to throw something out there to the audience, though. Yeah. For next week's show. Now we did we did uh, a feature on superstitions.
0: Oh yeah, because you have got like Kevin Colleen's hat.
2: Jake's Starbucks order. Always going for coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I want I want you guys to tweet at us hashtag of EBT not live. I want to know about the weirdest superstitions that like a guy in your home game has. Because there's always some weirdly like a guy there was a guy who used to come to my home game where he was he was superstitious. He would have to make a sandwich at the table. What? Like stuff like that. Are you just, sure he just wasn't a turd who wanted to annoy you? Well, I mean that's certainly part of it. I mean, but um so Hashtag your tweets. EPT not live. The best ones we get uh, between this week and next, we will read them on the air. I want to hear about just some quirky, weird superstitions people. People that have to like rub their feet together, or you know, just a typical one. You know, the guy that rubs the cards on the table, yeah, rubbing some paint on
0: them, stuff like that. But I think. Uh, it- I hope everyone enjoys the Final Table show from London. Obviously, with those players at the table, it's going to be an active rail that always adds to the atmosphere. So a reminder that if you're in the UK, it airs on Channel 4 on Tuesday nights, the very next day, for the rest of the world, it's up on the PokerStars YouTube channel, and we're going to be talking about the EPT London Final Table TV show on next week's show. On this week's show right now, let's go into the lobby. Yes, because the scoop... Is in full flow, and I know you want to talk about the Spring Championship of Online yeah just I do, a haven't even gotten to this braggage yet. Uh, but bear in mind, this festival runs for a while. So many events, satellites into those events. But again, just going to say this remember the different buy in levels. There's always a low, a medium, and a high. So, no matter what your bank roll, chances are there is a scoop event for you. Uh, but we also always like talk about satellites when we go into the lobby, and there's a big event coming up this summer. EPT Season 11 may be over. Season 12, by the way, the dates are out. So if you go to the Pokestarsblog.com, you'll see the full schedule for Season 12. Meanwhile, the other tours, the local tours, they continue through the summer months, and the UK IPT joins forces with the Australia's Poker Tour for a festival in Marbella from the 15th to the 21st of June. The way we look at it right is if the EPT can go to the Bahamas, then the UK and Ireland Poker Tour can go to Marbella.
2: There is no event that I wanna to go to more on any of the tours we do. Actually, it's probably a tie. There's no European event that I wanna to go to more than UKIPT Marbella. It sounds awesome that UKIPTs look like so much fun. I want to play UKIPT, and I want to do it in an awesome... Uh, is it an island, Marbella? Or no, is no, just... no. It's
0: a place in Spain.
2: But it's... Okay, but it's not one of those canary it's islands. It's on the right?
0: Mediterranean. I mean, it's a great right. resort. Many people go on holiday there. Well, this is a chance to go on holiday and play some that poker. That sounds awesome. Big festival, loads of events for all buy-ins, but remember, the main event, 1,000 euro main event, uh, there are satellites now running on stars. In fact... I have literally gone into the lobby, Joe, on the Pokestars client. And just today, there is like, there's a satellite every half an hour. Every 30 minutes, there's a 275 rebuy. There's a 27 uh, euro turbo. Uh, there's a 1 euro 65 rebuy. Now, bear in mind, some of these are satellites into satellites. But there are so many ways of getting into the €1,000 main event as part of the Marbella Festival, which runs from the 15th to the 21st of June. As I said, part of the UKIPT and the Australia's Poker Tour as well. James, a few minutes ago,
2: you mentioned Scoop. Scoop is in full swing right now. Guess what, buddy? I played some Scoop! Adventures
0: Adventures in online poker. Poker! When did Scoop actually start? Were we back by then? It was Sunday, Sunday. night, right? Yeah. yeah, it started Sunday,
2: and uh, I was potentially gonna have a date Sunday night, and so I wasn't gonna play. And then, well, it was supposed to start early Sunday, and then uh, my date was late, so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start a Scoop, see what happens. And so I played Scoop number one. I joined it late. I played the low, by the way. These are all. Yeah, no, no.
0: I think that's uh, that, that's that's perfectly acceptable. We can still win a watch. Yeah, absolutely. And it, look... Uh, Joe, I can't help but notice you're not modeling a watch.
2: Well, it's in the mail. It's in the post. It's not. Um, I didn't win the scoop. Spoiler alert. I was going to get to that later, but James wants to get to it now. And Tarantino this. That's fine. Um, scoop number one, I joined it super late. The low. I joined when I had 10 big blinds. It was like right as the, the buy-in oh, was gonna. And I was like, it,
0: you know what? That's perfect. Because it was like 11 bucks or something. I get so antsy about late-ranging tournaments, live or online. I have to be there for the very first hand.
2: I do too, but for an $11 scoop, I was like, I'll either run it up and like double or triple up or this will be
0: painless. Okay, you say I Tarantino shit. Let's go back to Monaco for a second. Yeah. How angsty was I that night when we had you to shoot play a link with- yeah. and we were late for the media event. I missed... Two hands of the media event because we were shooting a Link on stage. I have never been so stressed in my life. Well,
2: I mean, it's understandable because, like, we get no chances to play live poker when we're gone. And also, like, the media event had 10-minute levels. In a, in a, I mean, that's a turbo for online. And that's an online turbo is 10-minute levels. Yeah. So, um, I can understand not wanting to miss hands there. I just didn't mind in this case because I was like, "Hey, I'll go broke and it won't be a big deal. And I can't get that mad about it because I started with ten big blinds, or I'll like run up, I'll run something up and just play kind of wild and not have to think about it." Um, as soon as I started the table, this dude, you know, had like six gold stars and like all these badges. You know, okay, gonna... here's a question. Yeah,
0: displaying your VIP status on PokerStars.
2: The thing is, because it displays automatically, I'm fine with it. Because, like, I can't be bothered to figure out how to turn it off. Right. And some people are just so busy playing 11,000 tables that they can't figure it out. I
0: don't know. I'm of the opinion that most people who are Bronze Star actually have it set to off, and it's the people at the higher level (laughs) who feel the need to brag.
2: I I don't mind it. It's fine. Look, I'm sure they're... We'll find other reasons to condemn those people as douchebags.
0: Don't don't get me wrong. If I was earning a million FPPs and was Supernova Elite, trust me, I'd be telling the entire world. Yes, well, we already know that you are a douchebag. So it really... Exactly. It would just be be underlining the fact rather than putting it in bold. It would
2: just be the story checking out. But anyway, so he's got all these badges or whatever and a name I didn't recognize. But the first thing he says to me is, hey, Stapes. And so I'm like, oh, hi, and I'm nice to everyone. And then he says, am I still your favorite player? And I'm like, I think that he's just some... Is he Romanian? Yeah, I just think he's like some guy that I maybe met once and, you know, or like was joking around in the chat box. And I said, I wrote always and forever. And then I went, I was like, let me just look up this guy's name online. And I looked it up. You know who it was? Kent Lonmark. <laughs> it turns out it actually was... My favorite player. Your favorite EPT champion. My favorite EPT champion, Kent Lundmark. How,
0: what are the odds of you getting drawn on Kent Lundmark's table? What are the
2: odds? But I have an even better story about odds like that coming up in a second. But just to close out that tournament, I like got it all in with Queen 7, and a guy called me Ace-King, and I won. I doubled up. And then I got it all in on the very next hand with Ace-King versus Ace-Queen and lost, and that was it. Oops. Yep scoops um so i lost when i when i shouldn't have and i won when i should have so whatever it was kind of annoying and then it looked like date wasn't really going to happen date was like on its way out and so i was like all right i'll play scoop number two and that was a progressive knockout Uh, the low is 27 dollars, and i was absolutely crushing in it like just absolutely destroying i tripled up um like within the first few levels and i was i was in the top Nine hundred of like eleven thousand runners at one point, and then I was in the top. Was this a one day event? It was a two. Okay, so we're getting to that. So at this point, my date comes over. And I'm like, look, I'm a playing a poker tournament. She likes to play poker too. So I was like, look, you can play some stuff. I'll play some stuff. This is hilarious, by the way. I played on a um, like I played on another site. Okay, I played another tournament on another site. And if it, look. Competition's good, first of all. Competition's good for all of us. Second of all, I happen to know it's the preferred site of PokerStars employees because they're not allowed to play on PokerStars. But the thing that's great about it is that this other site was so bad. Their sound effects didn't work. And so I went to their um, their like forum page, like sounds on a Mac, right? And the first post about this was like in 2011. And then every few months it would be like, has this been fixed yet? And then the person from that particular site would be, I'm getting an answer for you on this right away. Three more months would go by. And the way it was left is that three years later, there's still no alert sounds for a Mac. And this poor moderator just <laughs> having to be like, uh, we're looking into this. Like every six months, just like what's obviously like a complete lie. So anyway, play on Stars. <laughs> So that happened. So I was, yeah. So I played scoop number two, and then like when I'm probably I'm like five hundred something in chips out of nine thousand remaining players. I'm an egg. and I get seated at the table of brand new Poker Stars Twitch streamer Jamie Fucking Staples. <laughs>
0: Staples and Staples. So this same guy time. that I'm
2: complaining about last week, who, by the way, I'm not complaining about it as a human, but like the fact that his name is so similar to mine and his job is so similar to what I do, it's really annoying. And now I'm at his table and people are writing in the chat, good luck, Staples. And I'd be like, actually, it's, oh, no, wait, Staples is here too. Like, and so, and then I tune into his live stream because he's live streaming it.
0: So you can see his cards.
2: I can, but he's on like a five minute delay. Yeah. So then it's this really weird situation where I'm like playing in real time and then like looking at his chat, which is in real time, but his video is in five minute delay. And he was a really good sport. I was a good sport. His fans were awesome, but it was just so weird. And he kept saying, like, Well, I hope you finish second. I really hope Steve finishes second. One of those. One of those lines. Yeah. And uh, cause he's like a nice Canadian boy. So that's like the trash talkiest he can get. Um, and then um, I'm in his Twitch chat and someone's like, Stapes, what are you going to do if you make day two? And I'm like, wait, what? There's a day two. I don't want to play two days. Like I don't, no, like, and I guess... He's got another date plan. Well, putting that into the universe is bad, right? Like, I don't want to play two days because, spoiler alert, I didn't play two days. But, like, I was like, oh, man, I wanted to go. I didn't sign on for this. But turns out, no, it is exactly what I did sign on for. It was to play a two-day event. You see in
0: the lobby, right, where it gives you, where it says tournament details? Shall we do the lobby music again? Just to clarify here, if you're going to, <laughs> if you're going to the PokéStars client and you see a particular event that you want to play, uh, if you click on uh, tournament lobby... It will bring up the list of people who are playing in that event, but it will also give you all the details, such as whether this is a two-day event. there's so many words there. There's, like, just numbers
2: and words and stuff and abbreviations and... There's a red spade. Who knows what that fucking means? Let
0: me funny. Hang on. So, what did you have planned for Monday? Should you have made day two? Seriously, what did you have on? I didn't have anything planned for Monday. What's the problem? Because I don't want to play poker for two days. I don't like poker that much. Surely, if you make day two, you must be guaranteed a decent score. It's worth coming back for. You're absolutely right. And I would have like blinded out, but I just was like, oh man, like I just
2: didn't, I didn't really want to play for two days. So, anyway, it was dumb to say that because obviously I did want to play for two days if I made it. Um... I took an absolutely brutal beat when I was, uh, I was in the top 100 in chips. I was like 111th um, when we had, I think 2000 players made the money, something like 50,000 people entered this event. Um, so it would have been 5,000 players made the money. Right. So I was uh, I was like, when there was like maybe 2000 people left, I was like 111th in chips. Cool. And I took just an absolutely disgusting beat where uh, I flopped two pair with eight, six, raised the flop. The guy jammed on me with ace, king and i called and it came running kings and that was pretty much like that was just for uh, that would have been top 10 in chips uh, had i won that probably <laughs> yes thank you um and it's just it, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm going to i'm going to com- complain about this bad how many people lose bad beats to no pair
0: i mean that's a pretty bad beat joe i reiterate my comments from uh, ept live in monaco Nobody cares. Okay, no, but guess what? Wait
2: till you, next time you're telling one of your bad beat stories from a free roll and not from the scoop. No, from no. a fucking free roll. The
0: difference is I find a way of telling the story that somehow positions it as not a bad beat story. You gotta, you're not fooling anyone. You're not fooling anyone.
2: Anyway, I finished 285th place out of 50,000 runners. That's
0: good. I'm going to give you some golf applause for that. And
2: I will say... No, I, can do, I can do better than that. I can do better than that. Okay. That's not his hands. Um, And uh, I will, if I could say one other thing, just if I could have one like little other badge, it's not a bad beat badge, but this entire time where I've outlasted like 48, whatever, 49,000 other people, I got aces exactly zero times in the tournament and I got kings once and it was folded to me in the big blind. So I did all of that without a hand any better than Aces, which I thought, hey, I'm pretty impressed. Honestly, the main reason I want to go deep in a scoop is so I can brag about it. I don't really care about I mean, yeah, the money would be nice, but it would be like nice to be like, guess what, everyone? Guess what? I do know what the fuck I'm talking about when people tell me what to say, and I'm good at reading it, and I understand almost all of it. I mean,
0: 258 out of 50,000. That, to me, is as good as a win.
2: I wonder who... Well, that's nice of you to say.
0: That sounds like bullshit, too. It's kind of a bit from column A and a bit from column B. I kind of meant it.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm in a, I'm in a bad mood now. Let's give something away. Let's make someone's dreams come true. Let's bring on a super fan. One of them loves the EPT, knows it
0: inside out, and would do anything for the European poker tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's
2: Superfan versus states. Nick Vasquez. Hey, how's it going? Almost didn't make it. What happened? West Coast time zone problems?
1: Uh yeah, I guess so.
2: You guess so? That's not a good enough answer. I wanna know!
1: I need to know! Uh maybe a Skype issue, but uh we're all good now, so
0: you're online and that's what matters. We had a little bit of a wobble there and I started being concerned about whether I'd given you the right time, the right time zone. The main thing is you're on the line, and I knew you wouldn't let us down, Nick, because you are a true super fan. You were there at the very start when we started the podcast. Saying how much you watched, how much you appreciate our work. Joe made a big thing at the start of today's show about the fact you went to see Huff and Stapes live. Did you
2: really go to see Huff and Stapes live?
1: Yes, I did. I remember uh, March 2012, I went to see it. It was hilarious. Did uh, you
2: Did you not introduce yourself to me as someone that had come out?
1: I didn't go to like the after party, if there was one. I okay. just left right after the show. But yeah, it was great.
2: Well, I really appreciate that you were there. And I wish you'd said hello because we do tend to make a big deal about, you know, just, you know, fans who came out to see us. But that's awesome, man. I appreciate that. That was one of the best nights of my life. And you were there for that. And I'll Yeah, it was great.
1: It. I-, I took a friend and she had never seen the show and she loved it. So
2: Well, that's awesome, man. I- we appreciate it. I really hope you beat me today
0: in Superfan versus Stapes. Okay, so Nick Vasquez, even though you are an American... You do have a Pokestars account registered outside of the U.S. You spend time outside of the U.S. And that means we are hopefully going to give you the chance to take your first step towards playing an EPT. Because on the line here is a step ticket worth 27 euros. I believe it's a step C ticket. Plus, of course, the much coveted Everyone Loves a Chop Pot t-shirt. Now, this quiz, by the way, is going to test how much attention you were paying during the PokerStars and Monte Carlo Casino EPT Grand Final, because all of these questions relate to the Monaco live streams.
1: Okay, great. I was watching every day, so that and, should help me. And
0: what's what's also a test of is how much Joe remembers of the last ten days. <laughs> oh, this is. I like your chances I,
1: here, Nick. I was just about to say, I like my chances too.
2: I think it's awesome that uh, that Nick gets a chance to wear a, to uh, to win a Step C ticket because uh, all my female fans they usually just win Hep C tickets.
1: OK. me
2: <laughs> so
0: and on that bombshell music maestro superfan versus stakes I'm opening the uh, sealed envelope and uh, Nick the superfans are the reigning champions therefore you get to go first and okay. question one which former EPT champion made the final table of the FPS main event
1: um, was it Joseph Morwad?
2: My sound program froze. It was. Oh, my the- brand new MacBook Pro has a spinning fucking wheel! I paid
0: $3,000 for this computer! God damn it! Uh, point being... Three grand! You got the question right, uh, Nick, and, um, ding! You are 1-0 up against Joe Staples. Yes, Gilly,
2: please! Use my 7-year-old Mac that still works properly! God damn it, Joe! Your question. Calm. Yeah.
0: Relax. <laughs> Wusa. Serenity who? now. Serenity now. Who bubbled the 100k super high roller? Fuck. I I don't know. I have no idea. Make the noise, Gilly. Nick, you can steal for a bonus point. Can you tell us who bubbled the 100k super high roller?
1: Um. Was it Vlad Troynovsky?
0: No, it was Piotr Frankzak. Oh, how did I not remember Frank F- Frankzak? Nick, your next question. Name one of the two Oscar nominees who came to Monaco to compete in Shark Cage.
1: Oh, um, Don Cheeto.
0: Correct. You go 2-0 up. Joe. Jennifer Tilly. No, that was the PCA. 18 months ago Shit The Good thing that wasn't a question Joe Your question Which member Of Team Poker Stars Pro Headlined our first Feature table From the main event
2: Which member Of Team Poker Stars Pro Headlined our friend- Who's making all that noise In the hallway Come on Come on It's a podcast They haven't stopped Shut it
0: Sorry, Nick. Damn, jeez. I I apologize Uh, for the lack of professionalism being displayed by our colleagues. It's disrespectful (laughs) to you. It's disrespectful to us. And Joe, stop stalling. Answer the question. David Bazoff
2: is in the building? Is that what I just heard? Was that David Bazoff down there? It wasn't him?
0: Okay. What was the question? Sorry, remind me of the question. Which member of Team Pokestars Pro headlined our first feature table from the main event? feature table from the main event. That would be day two of the main event. Was headlined by... Fatima DeMello. Yes! Joe Stapleton on the board. And that means Joe has scored a point. So, Nick, you're 2-1 up. Uh, Your final question, Nick. Which former online qualifier... ...missed out on a seat at the final table, finishing 15th in the main event?
1: Uh, Um...
2: See, Nick might be a little behind on qualifiers because my guess is he watches more EPT Live than he does EPT TV shows. But we did-
1: I, I watch the TV shows, too. but uh, uh, In
0: that case, you've got too. no excuse. He's a
2: former <laughs> online
1: qualifier. <clears throat>
0: and he came 15th in the main uh, event in Monaco. I can't...
1: Who is 15th? Oh, wait, let oh. me play the qualifier. Oh, I know, noise. I know, I know, I know. You I know. got it, you, got it, you got Tom it. Hall. It
0: was Tom Hall. Congratulations. Okay, Um. now, obviously... By my calculations, Nick, you are 3-1 up and Joe cannot actually win, but he can salvage some dignity. Ah, we're going to need a lot more than a trivia question for that. <laughs> when Johnny Lodden folded fives at the final table, Adrian mateos Diaz showed a bluff. What was his hand? That was my question, a bluff? Yeah, what was his hand? It was worse than a pair of fives. I know it was worse than a pair of fives. What were his whole cards? You don't have to do suits. He just didn't... the two cards. He had, uh... well, there was a jack
2: on board. There was an ace on board. Nope, there wasn't a jack. He had, he had, uh, he had Jack ten. Correct. Yeah, woohoo! I fucking have some um, semblance of not being a complete idiot.
0: Hooray! So, Joey, you salvaged some dignity. Yes, that's what I was trying you, to say. You lost by a small margin, but more importantly, Nick Vasquez, three-two, you are a winner. Yes, woo! Oh, good for you. And that means, Nick, that you get the Step C ticket worth 27 euros (laughs) and maybe we'll see you at an EPT in season 12 plus the everyone loves a chop pot t-shirt well that's the thing play the steps Nick try and make it there because obviously our ambition is to turn super fans into EPT champions Uh, I know we've got a long way to go but we're gonna make it happen we're gonna get there together Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. And Nick, we appreciate you getting up so early. I know I know, it's kind of like dawn on the West Coast at the moment, but, uh, but thank you for taking part in the show, and thank you for watching the TV shows and live streams.
1: Good work, Nick. I appreciate you. Okay, thanks, guys.
0: That's it. We're done, right? We're That's over. it. And the great thing is we managed to save some content for next time.
2: Yeah. So uh, next week we're going to have more stories, including the most embarrassing story yet from Monaco. We're going to talk more about scoop. Maybe I will have the chance to play some more events. Uh, we'll probably get some uh, someone on the horn. Jason Mercer want a scoop, right? Sorrel Mitzi want a scoop. He won two scoops? Holy shit. So maybe he's someone we should get on the blower. He's a bit good at the pokers.
0: Uh, Talking to people who are good at poker, by the way, great lineup, EPT London final table, which airs next week, Channel 4 in the UK, plus the PokerStars YouTube channel. We'll be discussing that show next week.
2: And we will be uh, going over your uh, weird superstitions that you send us for the guy in your home game. Weird superstitions. I'll be playing all of your banana commercials. Don't forget, send me your banana commercials. If I play on the show, I'll send you $11 cash from my own pocket on Poker Stars. Don't forget to include your screen name. And uh, one other thing. Oh, we're going to needle Johnny Laden some more next week. I have I have something that I created. I concocted this week. We didn't have time
0: to get to. I'm going to play it for you guys next week. Plus, the one thing we didn't get to do, because he's been sick, and we do send our best wishes to Neil Johnson, the whole pope, who's still recovering from coming down with a in Monaco. I haven't forgotten, Joe, that we're going to pitch your idea of the bubbleless tournament. bubble tournament, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know so why he got sick, by the way? Too many people kissing the ring. Uh, well... If not next week, the week after when we don't have a TV show to discuss. We're going to be desperate for content, and that's when we call on Neil Johnson. That's right, and that is it. We are out of here. We are done. Until next week, I am Joe
2: Stableton, He is James Hardigan. Smell you later.